You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. Welcome back, everyone, to our Family Survival Kit for the Holidays. Now, as we've been doing this series, we've been talking to all of you about how to survive the holidays. And one of the things that people talk to me about is they'll say, you know, you're just not at my dinner table. You don't know how hard it is. You don't know the people that I have to have these holiday dinners with. Well, today we're going to talk about a lot of those difficult topics. We're going to explore this idea that you and I have people in our families people who are close to us who are different than we are. And because of that difference, does that mean we can't celebrate the holidays? No. It just means that we have to do some special things to get ready. And that's where we talk about the family survival kit. This idea that you and I can pack a bag full of communication tools in order to try to help to get those relationships to go, in order to have that meal, a way for us to connect. Maybe we can't resolve everything, but a way for us to find maybe some common ground. Part of what we're bringing you on the holidays is this conversation that we want to start with you about how do you manage difference. Now you heard me a minute ago talk about this idea that when you and I are talking about our own individual families, sometimes we feel like it's insurmountable. The tension's just too high. There's no way to actually get together without it being a scene. As I was researching for this episode, I came upon this example from Christmas Eve that happened in World War I. And maybe you know this example. It was in Belgium and it was on Christmas Eve and it was British soldiers against German soldiers and they were in the trenches. And as Christmas Eve developed, as it approached, you could hear the songs being sung in the trenches by the soldiers and they started lighting candles and celebrating the Christmas holiday. And what ended up happening is the soldiers came out of the trenches and actually celebrated Christmas Eve together and then went back to their fighting the next day. Even soldiers in World War I figured out a way for us to get together on the holiday. Is there an argument so big that we can't get together? Is there a war that we're waging that prevents us from getting together? Now, we would be the first to tell you, yeah, there are instances where that's true, that maybe we can't get together. But this episode is to talk about the times that maybe we can do some things strategically in order to make that happen. As we start talking about that, we want to kind of think through what goes on in our experiences. Highlighting some differences or stories we've seen in our own families where people are really polar opposite. I think so. I can't think of any in my own immediate experience, but I always remember... What? Lucky. (laughs) That's not real, like, snarky, huh? I don't mean it in that way. I just mean where there's like an obvious, this is this side, this is that side kind of scenario. And I always just remember hearing the story from my mom that it was, she, I think it was like her first holiday with my dad's family at the time, obviously no kids yet or anything. And I remember she sat at the table and she said, she said that she remembered like more associating with more of a conservative political party at the time. And my dad's family was all very adamant. They were all on the other side Mm -hmm. of that table. And my grandpa stood up, did a toast for Thanksgiving. And and if there's anyone that leans Republican to this evening, if you could not discuss that at the dinner table. (laughs) And I remember her thinking like, oh, well, that's me. (laughs) 
no one I'm else. I'm the only like, one. So sort of like a singling out, I guess, yeah. in a difference in that way. Like, Welcome everyone, but you shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's probably, God rest his soul, that's probably <laughs> what, what he was you? trying to say. So then it sort of becomes this question about, uh, are there some strategies that would be different from that? Because one strategy is to lift the glass and say, hey, you can't talk about this and you can't talk about that. Yeah. So the question then becomes, are there some other things we can do? So as we're serving those desserts, as we're engaging with our families at the dinner table, you heard a Meredith story about that going on. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have some experience? Yeah. So I definitely think of a difference between my now husband, Raphael, we were dating. And it's one of those topics that's kind of like a big, like you talk about like two camps, like there's one camp and then the wrong camp. Mm. Oh, so, no. <laughs> uh, and we were both raised in a similar camp. So mm. when he told me he thought differently on this topic, it's one of those big topics we talk about and maybe taboo topics that you don't bring up at the dinner table because sure. people feel very passionately mm. or strongly mm. about them. And he told me he believed differently or just this worldview had a different thought. And I was like, oh, is, is that allowed? Because we're from over here. like. So it wasn't even that he was like a belief structure wrong. Yeah, just uh, it's kind of like a worldview, like a bigger view idea. And I just didn't think it was allowed. So I said, oh, um, I think we're going to need to talk about that. And it's been nine years. We've yet to talk about it. Oh, so you're managing it by not talking about yeah, it. Yeah. So you would think maybe it's like an elephant in the room, like, oh, their, their relationship maybe just can't handle it. Mm -hmm. or it's too much. And I don't think it's that one. I think it's partly that we've left all camps and we've just pitched a tent together so <laughs> like, it's like we're not even yeah in we're, not, we're not doing anymore. your camp i think other than that it's just not that important to me mm. like if it had obviously if i felt very strongly about this topic um even though it's a big topic i would have brought it up and what only comes up is that we still need to talk about it. like, oh yeah, remember that big thing that I thought was so big, I couldn't believe I was gonna marry this person and we mm, yeah. were not on the same page about it. Maybe it just doesn't matter that much. So it's on your list of requirements and yeah. then now it's maybe not. Maybe it'll come listed. up in the next nine years, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting strategy to just not bring it up. You're kind of onto something in a way because some people feel a need to bring things up. They constantly are accentuating different. And that's something that I find maybe in some of my experiences where I'll have a relative or a friend or someone say, well, only intelligent people think this. Someone or, says this at your table? Sure, I've heard this. Or you couldn't be intellectually honest and believe, mm. right? And it's yeah. like, it's so loaded but what is it doing? It's accentuating wow. the distance, right? Yeah. Big, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things to kind of think about as we try to say, what are we going to do about the fact that we don't agree? What I hear you onto is this idea of, hey, let's not accentuate it for starters. I find our common things so much more important. What affects mm -hmm. our day-to-day -day life? Something I will bring up is how to order at a drive-thru. I'm like, that's much more important to me that you ask, like, may I please have instead of let me get or give me like the way <laughs> that is more important to me than this big idea because that doesn't affect like our day-to-day -day living conduct yeah. yeah the things that are important to me i do bring up and then we're just so similar in other areas that i think we focus on the commonalities so when we explore this topic how are we deciphering or, or is there a way to decipher well this is something that you can not create more distance at the table mm -hmm. this is an area or this is a subject that this if it speaks to your heart is okay to talk about because there's some things you do want to say and i struggle with that like when's the right time to say this or mm -hmm. even just as i've grown i'm like that battle isn't worth it anymore with this this family member yeah. or whatever sure 
I think we could look at difference a few different ways. There's difference between, let's say, Meredith and Taylor have a different idea from each other. That's, there's, you know, just two people involved. One of the things that happens at the holidays, unfortunately, is that people take sides. Mm. Sometimes the majority versus the minority, which is sort of what your story was about. Mm -hmm. And then there's the opposite where it's the minority, you know, the minority against the majority, right? And they're trying to be different away from that majority versus the other person forcing the minority away. I guess the first thing is what are you doing to accelerate the distance? And I think one of the things that we think about a lot is that minority position saying, why are you causing trouble? And I would yeah. put as much responsibility on the majority there to say, why are you causing so much trouble by doing that to the minority view and not allowing it to exist just because you have a bigger team than me? Mm, like bringing up a topic you know mm -hmm. everyone agrees about except this one person. Yeah. So like, let's just pick on this person by yeah. bringing up this thing that's going to now inherently be uncomfortable right. for right. this like small group. Because it's pretty convenient. If you're in the majority, it's pretty convenient to say, hey, I'm in the majority and I'm just going to have the majority of you. And that's too bad for you kind of because yeah. you don't have a big team. So there are these coalitions that we build to kind of do that. And that's something that I would say we have some responsibility. Getting back to what you had talked about, which was this idea of do I bring things up intentionally knowing they're going to cause distance, they're going right. to polarize people. Mm -hmm. To your point, Meredith, is that something that I want to do here now? Yeah, that's the, the, the struggle I have with this is how do I know what, if I talk about this, it's going to create distance versus I know there's a difference here, but I want to talk about that difference because it's important. Right. But then the question is, is it the time to talk about economic policy or vaccinations or politics or whatever the different yeah. things that I hear that are polarizing different people? Yeah. I, I guess it depends your thought of like, how is it affecting or something. I don't, I don't know how to I feel like there's a difference that. between something I've talked about before with my partner is a difference between something that's inherent to you and your character and like who you are versus mm -hmm. maybe just an opinion. Mm -hmm. So like you could not like that I wear yellow shoes and I come to dinner and I'm like, oh, she doesn't like my yellow shoes. But mm -hmm. if you don't like me because mm -hmm. I'm a brunette and that's something that like is about me that I didn't have control over, or mm -hmm. I can't change that. I mean, I could, I guess, hair, but, <laughs> yeah, but go with me there in the analogy. But <laughs> yeah. there's a difference between what, something inherently that I don't agree with you as a person versus just your ideas or your thoughts or... As long as those ideas and thoughts don't like harm other people, I guess. Or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could get back to that episode we did on strategic alignment where we talked about, is there a way for you to maintain your face in line and have them maintain their face in line? Yeah. Meaning that's how we define competence. So that's this idea that you and I are competent when I can maintain my face and the things I want to do, that's the line, but I also allow you to do it. And what I'm hearing in this topic is we're not allowing the other part if they're majority or minority to have their face in line mm -hmm. we're not respecting it yeah yeah no i hear that on, on, on just their basic opinions of things at a dinner table of all places basically the we're to prepare better yeah right well so be yeah but that's actually an interesting question because i i was thinking about that very question so when we're preparing for, for these family dinners or events are you thinking of things that foster commonalities versus are you thinking about what, how different you are from the rest of the family because i would say that that's pretty easy to think about how different we are and say they just don't get me and and they just don't understand my position and things like that yeah. whereas the reality is I could spend some time thinking about commonalities. People will say, oh, I'm just a different style of communicating. And I actually don't teach 
that managing difference. I teach what I call managing distance. And that's this idea that if you know someone's thinking or opinions or whatever is very far away from you, you already know in your preparation, you have more work. So what are we saying for the family survival kit? Yeah. Your journey is longer. Yeah, and pack, so pack some more stuff in that bag. If you know that distance is about to be real in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we're in the holidays now, right? Yeah, so, so what's in the bag and are you actually packing it full of the things that you've already tried that were just like a day picnic versus this real journey that you're actually on? And are you planning some things to ask or to talk about that would stress commonalities and work through that distance? If I sat down with you guys, we share a lot of similar points of view. Yeah. So we actually don't really traverse distance that much. Yeah. When I think about that, I think I don't have that much work to do with you two because so, of that. But if I am yeah. going on a different journey with someone who is really distant from me in terms of thinking, it's not right or wrong. Notice I'm not saying they're in the bad camp. I'm in the good camp. I'm saying there's just a lot of work to be done. And I might need to really think seriously about what tools to pack. That's what I was going to say. So how do you like it? You don't have to give it an exact example in your own family or just in maybe conversations you've had with friends. What are some good planning tools that we could sort of harness? Because I'm getting ready for a big family holiday and I'm like, yeah. how do I get ready for all of this difference? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think one thing is you could go back to your old ways that might be accelerating distance and that would be what you should not do. So you shouldn't say, are you still hanging around with that crazy political party? <laughs> are you divisive still... is what yeah. I hear you saying. Yeah. Like you go intentionally to be divisive. I am different or they think differently than me. So I need to kind of dig into that. And you're saying let's like step away from that. Step away from that and pick some comment. different things to talk about. Yeah. We might disagree. I want the dinner at six. It has to be at seven. I want us to have this ham, but no, we should have turkey. We get into these bickering arguments. What's funny to me about that is that as we're thinking about that, your commonality you're missing, which is you wanted to be together. You've missed the whole picture. That's a big point. Sometimes we're arguing about something at a family holiday dinner when the point was togetherness, but all our conversation is not togetherness. Hmm what would you pack then in your bag to stress those commonalities? And the answer would be probably new questions and new avenues, starting with what do we have in common? I like that because you can kind of zoom out yeah. like, oh, we're all family or zoom out, we're all human, zoom out. There is something that is common about all of us and we can find it, but mm -hmm. it would maybe take some thinking and planning in advance. Because even when somebody corrects your parenting of your children, mm -hmm. not that that's ever happened, happened, but if somebody does that, you both have in common that you want what's best for the kid, even right. if they're saying something stupid, which is very likely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. What's the commonality and running to that commonality as a way to manage these moments. I find that a lot of times I think people aren't thinking about what other questions could I ask besides something that immediately polarizes us. I remember one time we had a family dinner and my dad turned to one of our children, I'll say, and said, are you learning something in college or you're just screwing around? And it was just funny to have it be the start of the conversation. Yeah. And he was like, do you think I'm screwing around? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's back up and redo the question. Yeah. That's probably um, what you want to know is how, how's college? Right. Yeah. I want to know how's your experience? Like, yeah. Or like, what's new? Yeah. And they both want him to succeed. Oh, yeah. there I tipped off. It's one yeah. of the boys. It's one of the boys. <laughs> um, but I want him to succeed, but it's just funny because it's yeah. like, that's exactly doesn't reflect our commonality. It reflects not our commonality. Well, and there's a lot of accusation 
with a question like this, which immediately I would shut down or I would not want to share. I would, I'm like, that doesn't make me feel open and like safe. <laughs> right. It would make me want to be, be smart vulnerable. now. Like, yeah, be like, I'm like, screwing around. That's what I'm doing, Grandpa. <laughs> well, so that's that's what kind of what was kind of leading to me to ask you. And so many of the things we talk about in this survival kit go back to boundaries. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I'm hearing are ideas for us internally that you're you're going into a holiday with difference, with distance. Mm-hmm. So what if you approach someone that crosses that? How do you re? Is there an idea? Is do you have an idea how oh. to navigate away if there if someone's coming at you with a topic that you know is a useless battle or a bickering mm-hmm. battle or something that isn't the time and place that you want it to be? Do you have a idea or a good planning strategy for us to take from our toolkit? This well, I think I think what you do is you think through quickly what's the commonality and talk about that versus the distance. If somebody approaches you and says, hey, I don't like how you're setting the table and I want to do it this way, or I don't like the kinds of political things that you think these days, millennials or whatever. You yeah, know, some, that's a good example. Some, yeah. you know, um, you say, oh, well, I'm glad we could spend time together during the holidays. You don't answer that distance producing message. You offer yeah. a commonality. Oh, okay, I like that. So instead of engaging in that fuel, yeah. basically, which is the fire of whatever, however they're asking, like you're screwing around in school, they don't like your belief structure or how you've changed or whatever it is, go back to it like, isn't it nice to be together? Mm-hmm. And have some sort of plan for yourself to respond to that. I think so. Because I, I feel for me with some family members, I have to prepare for their smart aleck comments because I know myself and I want to give it right back most of the time. And I have yeah. to resist that if things mm-hmm. are going to be different. Yeah. At the end of the day, you and I need to figure out, are we really going to convince people of this political position or this cause or this religious belief or whatever it is mm-hmm. in one dessert? With oh, the over five drinks. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> but if you kind of, I mean, if you think about that, was that realistically the place of persuasion to happen? Probably not. So no. what is our actual goal of this gathering? Yeah. Yeah. And what? Like, let's get back to you. Yeah, what's your actual goal? <laughs> Came here to actually enjoy you. <laughs> and so I, I have said things that I've planned ahead and said things before that will redirect us to commonalities. Like I might say something like, oh, that's not important tonight. Mm-hmm. Or like we that. don't have to get into that here. I need those little tidbits like the, I like being together or that's not really important this evening or... I'm glad you think it's important to talk about caring for the world too. Maybe at another time or something. I need, I need whatever. You I know don't some, care about the world. I know it's funny, but I need those little, I don't know if anyone feels mm-hmm. similarly to me, but I'll get flustered and I will re- revert back to sure. the old, my old way of being. You know, it's, right. it's sort of, it's through, it's a conflict, right? So mm-hmm. it's, I'll revert back to like, this is how I've always done it. Unless mm. I prepare, thankfully, you're teaching me. Oh, try um, <laughs> To have those little little blurps or whatever they are, yeah. what you call them. Well, I think a part of it is doing the work ahead of time, which is part of the planning, which is saying, what do I want out of this holiday? Mm-hmm. What am I trying to accomplish? I have before entered holidays saying, how do I want to be seen? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be seen as someone who people want to talk to? Or do, the, do I want to be seen as someone who's right? Mm, which are conflicting point. points of view mm-hmm. or someone who is different and enjoys that difference versus someone who wants to be together with everybody. What do you actually want at the end of the day out of this holiday? And then lower your expectations a little bit because we're always doing that because <laughs> yeah. that just helps. It helps you achieve your goals Take a little that. better. <laughs> Take that. Right? <laughs> to, to lower those expectations a little bit. As we're thinking about that, then say, okay, so what are some redirects to that thinking that I did about purpose? 
So yeah, that's not important. What's important is that we sit down and have a meal together. I would love to talk to you about it a different time, maybe we even say, because maybe that is someone genuinely wanting to bring it up, but it's going to polarize the table. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to talk with you about it a different time, but I don't know if now's the time. Mm. Just because somebody brings it up doesn't mean it has to be continued. Mm-hmm. Like acknowledging like that's such an important, I can see that's important to you. I acknowledge that you really care passionately about that. Let's actually devote some time to that conversation. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an art to doing this without being just straight dismissive. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Because yeah. there's, there's, the way you said that was kind, I think. But there's a way that you could just go, you know, we're not going to get into that tonight. Like there's a way, mm-hmm. there's delivery in your message. I think that's right. Yeah. But I also think your delivery is going to be poor if you don't plan it. You get an A plus, you pass that. I get an A plus for planning. (laughs) We could go back to studying the people you love. So that's a strategy that we've talked about a fair amount. Let's say you have a parent who really differs in your ideology about something. You want to zoom back out, as Taylor would say, and kind of look at that. What am I trying to accomplish here? And do I want that to be our memory of tonight? Or do I want a different memory? Hmm. Kind of examine that goal and then stick to the goal. But if you don't think about it ahead of time, I'm like you, Meredith. I just blurt something out and think, well, that's... Like not all of us are uneducated or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But no, no, we're not that bad. Not that bad. But I don't know. Are we that good though? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) And I think too, when we're talking about family, I think we uh, have fewer restrictions. Like your family will say things that you think no one should ever say that sentence. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be at the table and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, please never say that to anyone in the world. Yeah. We let a lot of things slide. I think so because it's family. So we think, oh, but then I'm thinking I'm not accomplishing many goals if I'm that careless. Uh-huh. And also, I don't want to let everything slide. I wrestle with this. This is, mm-hmm. this is, a, this is a wrestling topic for me because I'm like, no, I don't want to let that slide. But just having the art and the preparation and the planning this is really important. But that comes back way. to boundaries, right? So that if something keeps coming up for you, that's turbulence. That means it's important to you. And maybe mm-hmm. you need to readdress it at another time and like actually plan that out. Like, Oh, yeah. 100%. I want to find... I want to talk about with the family. Yeah, definitely. Not at Christmas dinner. Yeah, just not always at a full alcohol-induced meal (laughs) is inappropriate. (laughs) No, I think that's true. But I think one other thing to kind of bring up here is say too much right now. I think people, if they find themselves in a comfortable majority, they sort of just repeat all of the same ideas. Echo chamber. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. like an echo chamber where they just say, yeah, I think the same thing. And there may be a couple of people don't think that and they are silenced. Mm-hmm. And I would put some responsibility on that majority and say, what were your goals for the meal? I feel that a lot. And yeah. I'll just sit there and be like, okay, you all agree with each other. And I'll just sit here with my food in my mouth. Right. I would put some responsibility on those people too, to say, what are your goals in terms of this meal? And are you evaluating what that does communicatively to alienate? To be right. It's kind of what you were saying. Is my goal to be together or is my goal to be right? And that sounds like the majority is goals to be right. I think, I mean, sometimes, yeah. I'm thinking of different neutral questions, and we've talked a little bit about that in, in I don't know what episode it is, a few episodes ago. You'll find it. And uh, (laughs) asking neutral questions and thinking about how great that is as a tool, if we're talking about distance, it's the neutral question that will be the anchor down the middle. Ask that neutral question that we know won't stress the difference or the distance. So I might say, what have you been up to lately? Versus... Are you still involved in that special interest group that I don't like? Yeah. 
I mean, that's right? A really, that's a really good example. See, I need these. I need these. No, but you, you'd say something like, what have you been up to lately? Literally planning out five neutral questions for that person that you might struggle to have conversation with. What podcasts have you been listening to lately? I can yeah. think of one, right? I can, I can think of one too. Yeah, that you might be able to talk about. What are some questions that don't have a right or wrong answer? So in that episode, that's how we define what's neutral is that if you ask the question and there isn't a predisposed answer and there is no right or wrong answer, that makes it neutral. And challenging ourselves, if you really want that piece, if you really want that commonality, can you test yourself and prepare yourself to get those neutral questions to go. Mm. So as we approach the holidays, think about commonalities, but more importantly, think about the goals, what you and I want to accomplish and being realistic, lowering our expectations on what we might accomplish at a meal or at a family event and prepare ourselves, put some things in our survival kit that are gonna be useful, that are planned ahead of time that we can pull out versus blurting out. To that. To that. <laughs> Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.